figure out that avatar right away too. You need to know who you're targeting and who you're talking to when you're when you're marketing and when you're doing your ads. So ads aside, but when when you're talking to the general public, whether it's through social media marketing, whether it's through your phone calls and your scripts you're using there, whether it's through meetings you're using. So you know you need to know this is who I work with, this is who I want to talk to. It's it's men 30 to 40 years old that have some extra income that they want to put to work. It's professionals that have been in their industry for several years and are looking to buy their first home and they drive X type of cars. There's all different kinds of things you can figure out. What kind of car do they drive? What do they do on the weekends? What kind of clothes do they wear? Where do they shop? Who do they hang out with? Where do they go on vacation? Just figure out as much about build this ideal person that you're going to work with and then figure out how to market to them. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota. And they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. Welcome back to another edition of Hump Day Hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. My name is John Stiles with Bridge Realty, and I'm excited for another great episode. Today, we're going to be talking about shifting your mindset and going from kind of a one-person company to expanding that to be a company that can grow and eventually operate with or without you. Um, and again, we are joined by Jordan Moorhead, who is guest hosting for Todd Dexheimer. So Jordan, thanks so much for filling in for Todd again today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, John. It's always a good time. Wonderful. Uh, Jordan, how have you been since we spoke last week? Oh, doing great. Getting excited for the North Star Real Estate Conference coming up here. Uh, going to the fair, of course, because it's fair time here in Minnesota. So just trying to get all my ducks in a row before the conference starts and getting excited for that and making sure my day-to-day -day business is going well. I've been putting, putting a few offers out on rental properties myself and trying to get that next rental. So always trying to get the next rental. Okay. Very good. Um, so are you looking for rental in our local market here in the Twin Cities? Or I know you have some others in other parts of the country, right? So yeah, I currently have rentals in Louisville, Kentucky, and Austin, Texas. I am currently also looking for some more rentals in Minneapolis, St. Paul area. I love the Minneapolis market. I think it's got great growth potential and Obviously, there's strong rents here and strong population and economic growth. So I'm looking to take advantage of that. Wonderful. Very good. Well, my, uh, my brief update has uh, been a busy time kind of wrapping up the summer uh, here. I've got, as many people uh, 
no, I've got four kids. And uh, so we, we've had a fun summer trying to get outdoors, camping a little bit and that, that type of stuff. Um, and my youngest started preschool t uh, Monday. So uh, kind of crazy having four kids in school now. I'm sure. Do you take all of them to the fair ever? We have. Um, this year, we've been to several county fairs. So uh, my daughter actually plays violin, and she's going to be competing in the talent contest um, at the state fair. So, Oh, wow. When's that? Uh, well, the, uh, the Wednesday that this episode comes out, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. So awesome. you're going to be there. Come on by the – I forget which – uh performance stand it is but um one of those you can look it up for the talent contest yeah absolutely we're talking about going wednesday night so i'll see if we can work that out oh cool very good okay well let's get into the topic today um and i think you know this is really interesting like we talked about last week you already have started a business kind of built it up to a point where you could completely exit the business. And so, you know, it's really great to have your perspective on this. I think a lot of people struggle with, including myself, with, uh, with kind of letting go of different aspects of a business and, and just kind of uh, building it so it can actually grow without you. So, Absolutely. I mean, me too. So what, what have been some of the lessons that you've learned in, in the process with your previous business? So, you know, kind of hitting on that point you just talked about being able to trust that everybody else can do it and not just you is a big thing. So at first there you say, oh, no, only I can do this. Only I can do this this way. And if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. You got to get past that. And at this point, I've been really treated or seasoned after having a business that ran without me, that I really don't want to do everything anymore. I don't want to control every little portion of it. I understand if I hire good people and I train them the right way, that things can happen just as good, maybe even better than just me doing them. So, and I think it's important to understand that training them the right way is a huge part of it, but getting past that, well, it has to be me, only I can do this. And that's huge when you're running a service-based business, which have been all my businesses. They've been service-based and it's been a, a professional service that's been being sold. So if you think that you're the only person that's going to do it and then nobody can ever do it like you, create a system and teach people how to do it just like you. Yeah, I think it's especially difficult in this type of industry where yeah. with uh, real estate agents, for example, um, you know, you're the one that's providing the direct contact with the client, uh, the, the customer who's either buying or selling a property. And oftentimes they are hiring you because they want to do business with you, you know. So how do you replace yourself in that position? Yep. And that was something I dealt with in the fitness business too. People want to do business with me. Just make sure to showcase your employees and, and teach them just the same way you would do it. So when people can see that these people are just as capable as you, and maybe even more capable, they start to trust. They, so initially people give them a chance because they trust you. So 
if I'm doing business with John and John says, well, hey, no, go work with Fred here. Fred's the agent that works for me. You're going to say, okay, well, I'll give Fred a chance because I trust John. And then when they can see that Fred really knows what he's doing, because obviously you, John, have taught him exactly how to do it and how to handle all these situations, then they, they start to trust Fred too. So, yeah, it, it is a big deal. So people want to see and understand. And for me, it, it worked best to start introducing them to, so I owned a training business. I hired trainers to work for me and do the work. I didn't just directly introduce all the current clients to the trainers and say, hey, here you go, here, here's, here's Alex. Alex is gonna work with you now. I would start them you know, seeing Alex and Alex would be working with me. And then eventually, hey, I can't beat it today, here's Alex. And I didn't say that anyway, but eventually something would come up. So when people buy the business and when they're a new client coming in, so if you have a real estate team and a new client comes in and say, hey, you know, this is, this is Fred, he's on our team, they're, they're less likely to throw a fit over it. It's your current clients, well, I only want to work with you. And that's something you really have to overcome in any service-based business because people get used to working with you specifically. And if you teach the client that this person knows just as much as me and, and I trust them and I would do business with them and, you know, I've taught them how to do everything they need to know. And that was something I, I preached in the training business. We trained all the time as far as training staff. So we had staff trainings weekly. We would go over new things and just revisit issues they were having. We were always training. It wasn't just, hey, here, this is how to do it. Here you go. So training was something we really focused heavily on. And, and I also, I made sure to publicize that. I would take pictures and post them on social media or do videos that we were doing on social media and say, hey, you know, training time with the team. So I really made a point to put it out there that, hey, we train all the time. We're training to be the best. We are going to be the best as a team, not just me. So I'm sharing my knowledge with the people that work for me. So yeah, it's a big thing in the service industry. Make sure people know that you guys are training all the time. Yeah. And uh, how do you go about when, when you, you know, turn over responsibilities to these different people in your company, how do you go about making sure they're, they're really kind of confident in what they're doing and not always just coming back to you for decision making and kind of like doubling your work when you're trying to actually, you know, delegate and, and offload some of your work? Well, we just have standards and procedures that they're following and also checklists that they're going by. So, hey, did you do this? You do that. And I check, I hold them accountable to these checklists. Say, hey, you know, this is what you're supposed to go through at the end of an appointment or at the end of a session. And you need to fill this out and turn it in at the end of each week. So we had accountability checklists that they filled out and turned in. I want to say it was, well, we, we did each Wednesday because that's when we did our team meeting and team training. So they brought their accountability checklist for every session and every week. We'd have stuff for every session. We'd have stuff for every week and just bring that back and show it to me at the end of each week. So they, they knew they were going to be held accountable on these actions. So they, they would do them. And if they had any questions, they know, I was kind of an open door policy type of person. If you've got a question, text me, call me, 
right away. Obviously, don't do that when you're working with clients. The same thing with agents. If you have agents working for you, you don't want them texting you or calling you right away unless it's just an emergency. They can ask you after the showing's over. So if you have good policy set up, people will feel comfortable coming to you for help. So I never made people feel feel bad for asking questions. I made them feel bad if they didn't ask questions. Like, hey, you know, if you've got a question, you need to ask this. I, I didn't make them feel bad. But it, it was wrong to not ask the question. Right. If you've got a question, go ahead and ask. You know, if you don't ask, then it's your fault. So if you don't know and you need to know, let me know. But if you don't know and you don't ask anybody, then it's on you. Yep. There's a saying, oh, I can't remember the saying. But essentially, I always went by the policy that the first time it's my fault because I didn't train you. The second time it's your fault because you were told and you didn't do it right. So I never got on people the first time they made mistakes. If they made a mistake, I would never say, oh, this is your fault. You messed this up. It's not. Maybe they just didn't know. And I always held, held that to be true. That, hey, there's there's something that's lost in the training that's not getting this done. So the first time they make a mistake, I would hold the responsibility for it. After then, I would teach them how to do it right, and we would correct the issue. If they did it again, then it's on them. And typically, it doesn't happen again. When you're out there and there's issues happening, you probably just need to work on your training and your communication and your systems. Because people don't know or purposely make mistakes. It's a mistake, you know, and probably because they haven't been trained right. Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments, hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building it by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate. Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, was recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. I want to invite you to join us at the North Star Real Estate Conference. This conference is September 20 and 21st in Minneapolis, and it's going to be packed full of a ton of great speakers. We've got uh, just a, a great group of people speaking. You can look at our lineup on our website, nreconference.com, and sign up there as well. We've got an early bird special. All you need to do is type in early bird, one word, and and uh, you can get $100 off. And that's good through August 10th. So make sure you sign up now. Take action. Look, people that take action 
and value their education are those who are going to succeed. I know there's a lot of free content. My podcast is free. There's all kinds of free content out there, maybe even free meetups that you're attending. But this conference is going to blow your socks off. This is going to be well worth the price and all the profits go to charity. So it's definitely time to take action. Sign up now. Don't delay because the prices will go up. Um, but you know what? Every time I attend a conference, I 10x. Actually, I would say I'm more like a thousand X even my investment, a hundred, a thousand, potentially even more X my investment. I've met so many fantastic people. I've met investors at conferences. I've met potential partners at conference. I've joined mastermind groups because of conferences. So it's a ton of value. You cannot replace it. So check it out. NREconference.com. Thanks a lot. So how would you you know, kind of determine when you're ready to bring on somebody new. You know, a lot of times we have different objections. Maybe we don't have enough money to, you know, pay somebody. Maybe we don't have enough time to train them. Maybe, you know, there's plenty of other objections, but how would you kind of determine that you're ready for the next person to hire? Well, I think if you don't have enough time to train them, it was probably time to bring somebody on a little while before that. But so I've always been taught and I've always brought on an admin or an administrative staff before I've tried to bring on any sort of other professional because that frees you up to do what you do best. So as a real estate agent, I just brought on an admin a few weeks ago. I need administrative help so I'm not sitting around doing paperwork all the time I need to go out and show houses and sell houses and go to appointments and lead generate and do all the things that our number one job as real estate agents is marketing then it's selling houses and then past that way down the line it's doing the paperwork so if I have somebody doing all that stuff for me I can do what I should be doing which is lead generating same thing if you're a real estate investor and you're looking for deals and you're out there just analyzing deals and put all the numbers together. I know a lot of people that have deal analyzers that work for them. They'll, they'll crunch numbers on hundreds of deals a week or so and tell them what, what's good and what's worth a deeper look. So you can teach people to run numbers for you and then they can go and look at it and you can take a deeper look if it looks good to them and you can verify and correct their numbers. But yeah, no, I think, as soon as you're able, bring on an admin of some sort. Bring on somebody that's going to take care of the minutia for you, the low-dollar tasks that don't make you money. And I think any business coach you ever run into is going to tell you the same thing. You know, they're going to tell you, hey, your best leverage is in, in an admin because it allows you to go out there and do the high-dollar tasks that are really actually going to make you money. Those low-dollar tasks that you can pay somebody $15 an hour to go do is is not what you need to be doing. If you're a business person, you're probably worth more than $15 an hour. So farm that out as soon as you can. Yep. Now with with VAs and all the different administrative assistants available, you can farm out some of the low dollar tasks for $4 an hour to people in the Philippines. And you know, I I think it's always better to have somebody in person close by, but 
yeah, you're probably going to have to pay that person $15 an hour. So why not just farm out something to a VA that's really low dollar menial task type work? Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we hear this from so many different, like you said, business coaches and authors and speakers. And uh, sometimes it takes a while for us, you know, hard headed uh, entrepreneurs to really get it. But <laughs> cause we, we either uh, think that only, uh, only we can do it the right way or, or maybe we even uh, enjoy doing a lot of different things, but you know, if we're really going to expand our business and get on to the next level, we can't expect to do everything ourselves. Oh no, definitely not. Especially the low dollar tasks like that. I mean, I think that's entrepreneurship entrepreneurship 101 is you have to farm out a low dollar task to an admin as soon as you can. So you can go out and do a higher dollar task as much as possible. Yep. Cause that's, you know, our, our job as a business, you know, among many other things, but it's, it's to make money because yeah. <laughs> once you make money, then you can do the tasks of the business. But if you're not making money, you know, all those little tasks, those low dollar tasks that you talk about, they don't even matter if you're not making money to pay for them. Oh yeah. It holds up your day. That's for sure. So what else can you tell us Jordan about this concept? Uh, what else has really stuck out to you as you've learned about it? So I think, yeah, obviously the admins, the first hire and, and depending on how much paperwork or how many menial tasks your business produces, you might bring on another admin and then you're really just out there focusing on what you do best as a professional, which is either selling and, and it's almost always marketing and sales. So as a fitness business owner, that was what I, I held on to that until the very last minute I did that until I sold the business as a, a realtor. I mean, that's something I, I'm out meeting with people all the time. I'm getting as many meetings as I can. I think whatever you do, marketing and sales is your number one thing. So a lot of people want to farm that out. I hear a lot of people, well, I'm going to hire somebody to do my social media or I'm going to hire somebody to do sales because they don't like doing it. But you need to learn to like it because marketing and sales is your your biggest income earner and how you really grow your business. So if you if you can't get past the marketing and sales portion, you need to learn how to like it and just make that happen. But you know, if you hire an admin and then maybe you need to hire another one to help you do more of the uh, busy work that you just can't put on one person. So 40 hours a week, people only have so much time and so much energy to do it. Then after you're past a certain point, then you need to bring on some sort of professional. So for me in the training business, I had so much time in a day. Eventually I needed to bring on another trainer to work with me. And yeah, it was a, a long process. I want to say it was a six to eight week internship type process. And we trained them. We went through every little thing they were ever going to know. We had a list of the exercises that we went through. So same thing with bringing on an agent. You want to train them for quite a while. Make sure they are comfortable and that they really know what they're doing. So after you're busy enough that you can't possibly handle any more of the sales and marketing and just the actual professional portion of it, then you bring on somebody else. And once you get to the point where both you are so busy that you can't handle anymore, then you can bring on somebody else to help you there. 
but I think you really, there are certain tasks you still need to hold on to. So for me as the fitness business owner, it was always the sales and marketing. I would put some time aside every week to do marketing. I would still take sales appointments. And I eventually got to the point where I started training people that work for me to take the sales appointments, but I would never let the marketing go. I think just building your brand and building your identity and driving in leads is your number one business, regardless of what your actual business is. Yep. Yeah, well, and with marketing, uh, it's, it's a lot to do with what your brand or your business is all about. Mm-hmm. So as you, the business owner, as kind of the, the visionary, you know, you have a lot of say and direction into how that uh, gets portrayed to the public and, and who your audience is that you're targeting. So oh, that- yeah. And figure out that avatar right away, too. You need to know who you're targeting and who you're talking to when you're, when you're marketing, when you're doing your ads. So ads aside, but when, when you're talking to the general public, whether it's through social media marketing, whether it's through your phone calls and your scripts you're using there, whether it's through meetings you're using. So, you know, you need to know, this is who I work with. This is who I want to talk to. It's, it's men 30 to 40 years old that have some extra income that they want to put to work. It's professionals that have been in their industry for several years and are looking to buy their first home. And they drive X type of cars. There's all different kinds of things you can figure out. What kind of car do they drive? What do they do on the weekends? What kind of clothes do they wear? Where do they shop? Who do they hang out with? Where do they go on vacation? Just figure out as much about, build this ideal person that you're gonna work with and then figure out how to market to them. And you know, if you are looking to build an ideal person and you're gonna figure out how to market to them, if you, don't have anything in common with these people, maybe go figure out what they like and what they like doing. Go places that these certain people might like to be around. So I don't love any of the fancy restaurants or any of the, f- the fancy hotels or fancy cars, but you know, just being around people that do like that and seeing how they think and act has helped me quite a lot to understand, oh, this is the client I wanna work with. This is the client with extra money that wants to buy investment properties and uh, and make more money off of those so just understanding who your ideal client is is really 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 important yeah for sure if you have the wrong message going out that then your ideal ideal client may never really hear what you're trying to say oh yeah yeah and for example when i'm selling investment property to uh, to people who have a high income and don't want to go in there and swing hammers and clean toilets and deal with all the issues. You know, I, I can talk about how you can use a property manager to do all this stuff for you. So you just kind of talk to the property manager weekly and make phone calls from your desk in your office. And if I'm talking to somebody that wants to flip houses with their own hands, I don't, I can't speak to that person as well because I haven't done a lot of that work myself and I don't understand what those persons, that person's needs are. You really need to understand their wants and needs to be able to market to them. Yeah. Very good. Um, what would you say is kind of the, 
the reasoning to keep in mind that going back to this idea of, of getting yourself out of doing all of the tasks of your business, you know, for somebody who's maybe kind of got their head in the sand and just can't really think about it. What, let's talk about why, why they should be changing their mindset. I mean, I think regardless of what your goal is, you either want to grow or you want to have more freedom. So, and you can do both those at the same time. So I grew the fitness business to the point where I would leave a month or two out of the year. I think the last year I owned it, I was gone almost two months out of the year. I was gone a month out of the winter. And then I was gone a couple other longer vacations. And I had also grown it quite a lot during the time. But if you want to grow a business and that's all you want to do, you're not going to do it all on your own. So there's a certain ceiling you're going to hit on your own. And then when you bring on leverage and other people, you're going to be able to go this much higher. And you may think, well, well, I'm going to have to pay those people and that's going to cost me extra money. and I'm not going to make as much money. That's just not true. You're always going to make incrementally more money if you do it right. And if you need business coaching to figure out how to do this right, which most people do, it's not a bad thing to need business coaching. I have a business coach. I've always had some sort of business coach. I'm a really big fan of business coaching. Um, go talk to somebody that's done this before you and tell you exactly how to do it so you can incrementally grow that business to make more and more money and have more and more freedom. And you can just follow their exact plan. Hey, this is how I did it do this first and that's how I learned to hire an admin first and keep doing my core business as long as I could and then hire somebody else that was professional. You know, you, you get these ideas from people that have done it first. If you're an, an agent, a real estate agent, there's a book called the millionaire real estate agent that has a graph in it that just tells you how to do this. So it has an infographic that says, Hey, hire an admin first, hire another admin if you need it then hire a buyer's agent, then another buyer's agent, you know, then a listing agent, then a listing, you know, it, it tells you step for step how to do it. And there's tons of business coaches out there for any industry. I talked to somebody in the, the cleaning industry recently and said, well, there's nobody out there that does my, I guarantee there is somebody out there that's a coach for those type of service industry, whether it's cleaning or landscaping, you know, just go outside of the bubble a little bit. If it's not your exact industry, there's somebody out there that's doing it. So I know I'm, I'm friends with a guy who's a business coach for contractors and God knows contractors need business coaching as everybody does, but there's people out there that have seen a need and they, they filled it with business coaching and they're, they're not doing anything revolutionary for any business. They're just following principles like are outlined in the book, The E-Myth. And all of my business coaches have recommended that book. So find a coach, get going. It's going to be the best money you've ever spent. I know business coaching too, it sounds like, oh, I'm going to spend $1,000 a month or whatever this number is. That's, that's a lot of money. I'm going to make a lot less money. Well, you might, so the first year I had a business coach in the fitness business, I tripled it. So I was paying them 800 bucks a month. I easily made another 3000 to $4,000 a month by the end of the year. So I paid for it in, in multiples. 
And that business grew to the point where I could get out of it. So I was working in business all day, every day. I was taking care of all the paperwork. I was doing everything before I hired a business coach. And I got to the point where I was traveling two to three months out of the year and really getting up when I wanted, going to work when I wanted, which is a, a lot. But if you don't have a business coach and you don't follow a plan, that's not just going to happen on accident. Yeah. Well, I think there's maybe two different types of business owners and there's probably many other types, but for my example here, but you know, ones who maybe love a certain type of service and, and they're good at that, maybe a contractor, maybe a real estate agent, whatever. And they just build the business because that's what they like to do. Or maybe there's the other type of people that they know that building a business is a great way to build wealth. And so they are looking for a business to build. Uh, but in either scenario, um, you know, like you mentioned, it was, you know, there's going to be that ceiling where there's only so much time in, in the day, only so much energy and, and you can grind for a while and, and do everything yourself for a while, but eventually you're going to burn out if that's your game plan. Yeah. And speaking of that, so I have, I have cousins in Iowa and Washington and they're the looking for just building a business for monetary reasons. And they, both open franchises and they've done very well and they opened a chain of little Caesars in Iowa. Eventually they sold those because there was a set of issues with little Caesars franchises. Now they both separately own budget blinds franchises in Iowa and Washington. So these guys aren't just ecstatic about blinds. They don't, they probably like them a little bit, but they're not crazy about blinds and they know they can run a good business with the models that these franchises have. I'm a little different. I've always started my own businesses from the ground up, but there's still models that I can follow. So I think following models is a huge thing. There's always a model you can follow. Somebody else has done it before you, and you can at least relate to somebody else's business and build it off their model. Yep. Yep. And then doing this again, getting back to what you said that, you know, you're going to eventually achieve that either freedom, financial freedom, uh, time freedom, and, and growth that is, is probably one of those things is related to our goals or maybe all of those things. Yeah. Uh, and so this is just really important in order to achieve that. Yeah, you're only going to go so far on your own and you're really probably going to burn out eventually or just become very frustrated with your business because if you do keep building it up and you don't bring on leverage, it's all going to be on you and that stress is going to build and build and build until you just can't handle it anymore. And then that's when people quit. Yeah. Well, very good. Uh, you know, it's a really important concept for us to know and understand and follow. Um, any other final comments to kind of wrap up that discussion there? Um, I, I think just, Read the E-Myth. That's an awesome book. There's E-Myth for all different kinds of businesses too. So I have one, just the normal E-Myth. Then I have E-Myth for the real estate brokerage, E-Myth for the property management company, and E-Myth for the real estate investor. He's teamed up with a bunch of different people to write books that apply to every, almost every business. And just the E-Myth in general is just an awesome read. It will change the way you think about business. Yeah. You know, another book that really talks about this is Clockwork. Uh, I don't know. Have you read that one, Jordan? I don't think I have. I'm familiar, though. Yeah. Uh, Todd and I 
read a book once a month together. And uh, the next one that we're going to be discussing in a couple of weeks here is Clockwork. And okay. so I'm going through that right now. And yeah, really good information in that one as well. Traction too. People, I haven't ever heard a bad thing about the book Traction. So if you have a business or you're looking to get into business, build a business plan before you get started or really start to get coaching if you have a current business and, and build that business to the point where it's something you love doing every day and you don't get burnt out after a while. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Well, Jordan, thanks so much for filling in and, you know, we'll take a moment here, even though there was an ad in the middle, just mentioning the North star real estate conference. Uh, we want to just really emphasize that people should, uh, you know, check out our conference, sign up. And Jordan, you're involved with putting that conference together. Um, what would you say is maybe top one or two reasons that people should consider coming to the conference? Well, just to learn from others and hear motivational speaking, it's going to help you get to the next level. So I know the first conference I went to, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. If I did, sorry, guys. Um, I talked to Trevor a little bit and I heard Trevor speak and he helped me realize that, Hey, I, I'm building a good base for myself, but I can do a lot more. So I had eight units at the first conference and uh, six months after that, I had 18 units. So it helped me motivate or it motivated me and helped me get the groundwork underneath me to really grow my portfolio and understand that Hey, it is possible because without hearing other people's stories and understanding that this is possible, you may have a certain idea of where you're going to go, but you hear somebody else talk that's just vastly surpassed where you thought it was possible. And you think, oh, I can at least get to here pretty easily. So you can change your outlook quite a bit just by coming and hearing speakers. And I love meetups, but you're only going to get so much at a meetup. You're going to get probably 18 hours of just jam-packed amazing speakers at this conference we've got 25 plus awesome speakers there that have all built businesses from the ground up whether it's real estate investing or actual property management businesses and just helping to understand how they've done it how they got there none of these guys started there they all started the same place everybody starts with nothing so they're going to tell you how to do that and I'm jacked up to hear everybody talk about how they built their business and looking forward to the takeaways I get from the weekend. Yeah. And I, I would just add the other really neat thing about this is just kind of the collaboration with, you know, everybody that's involved from those of us who are planning it and those of them who are speaking, those of us who are speaking, um, you know, we're all in different businesses. We're all running our own companies and yet we're coming together to share with everybody else, what's working, what's not working, and you know, for everybody's benefit. So I just am really impressed with the collaboration um, that's involved here. Yeah, and I love the abundance mindset around that, that if you share, you're gonna get 10 times that back. So thinking you're gonna hold on to some secret sauce and you're gonna take care of everything on your own is, is just that, scarcity mindset and that's that whole thing of bringing on the employee bringing on more people to help build your business if you have that scarcity mindset that oh only i can do it only i can do it right 
you're, you're only going to get so far, and it's probably not going to be very far. People with an abundance mindset get markedly further than people that just think that, oh, I have to control everything. And, oh, only I know these things, so I can't share it with anybody else. You know, God forbid somebody else did well. <laughs> yeah. So very good. Well, everybody should go ahead and check out the conference, nreconference.com. It's September 20th and 21st coming up here pretty soon. Um, and if you type in the code Moorhead, which is Jordan's last name, you can get $100 off your ticket. Yeah, that's M-O-O-R-H-E-A-D. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, Jordan, again, thank you so much for being on the show uh, this week and last week. Appreciate that. Thanks for having me. To our audience, again, uh, please uh, continue on the conversation with us on the YouTube video, on our Facebook channel, Pillars of Wealth Creation. And uh, as Todd always says, make every day a Saturday. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday.